Um, welcome to Girls Gone Spooky. I'm Olivia. And I'm Amy. Welcome to episode five. Yeah. Season two. <laughs> and as promised, yes. Halloween countdown. Uh-huh. 51 days from the wow. day this was published wow. until Halloween. It's just and gonna fly by. <laughs> you better believe I have my decorations out. <laughs> There's a pumpkin <laughs> I'm gesturing to in the background. Yep. I see um, them right there. Yep, the right bar. <laughs> um, and we are continuing on with our summer, however, spooky summer, but like transitioning into spooky back to school <laughs> or back to spooky school <laughs> with yep. haunted schools. Yes. I'm so me too. Um, we've divvied it up into U.S. because so many haunted schools in the U.S. Yes, um, and international. I have so many, so I'm, <laughs> I just tried to pick like the best ones, and I'm just gonna bop all over the world. But okay, I'm so excited. So we're starting with Amy today. So I will okay. <laughs> let you proceed. Yes, sounds good. So. I did not do a comprehensive view of this at all (laughs) because... I don't know how you could. There were so many. Yeah. And I picked one specific state, which is not really what we discussed. But... That's okay. You know, here I am. I don't care. Okay. But that just means we could do another part of this because, yes, there are so many. So many. (laughs) If we need another back to spooky school episode. So, um, yes, today the state I chose is Hawaii, which (gasps) is, yeah, it was kind of unexpected. I ended up finding this through a weird chain of Google searches, but before I start, I want to say that I am sharing these stories with the utmost respect and Mm. acknowledgement that Hawaii is not my place. Mm -hmm. Um, And technically it is part of the United States, of course, but it has a very unique history and culture and legends that are not mine. Um, So I want to take extra care in telling these stories. And I hope that I and we do that with all of our stories because we do discuss things that belong to other cultures and belief systems. Mm -hmm. But the reason that I want to be extra sure to say all of this with this one is because of something that happened during the telling of these stories Mm. in the source that I got these from. I see. So um, all of these Hawaiian school stories came from a podcast I found called What School You Went, which is hosted by Ron Mizutani. And it was episode 41 with Lopaka Kapanui, who we talked about in a previous episode Mm -hmm. because he is like the most famous, best um, ghost storyteller in Hawaii. So while Ron and Lopaka were discussing these haunted schools, Ron paused after one of them and he said to Lopaka that he's always been in touch with the spirit world and that as Lopaka was telling one of these stories, he felt this really strong, really heavy presence 
join their conversation. Oh. So he said that he didn't feel scared by the presence, but he did deliver an apology just interestingly <laughs> to say like, I'm sorry, I hope we're not going somewhere that we shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope I'm not being foolish in sharing these because the last thing mm-hmm. I want to do is upset anyone either mm-hmm. living or not living. Yeah. But I really enjoyed listening to this podcast and I feel like people who listen to our podcast would also be interested. So yeah. my intentions are pure. And that was a really long way of saying that. <laughs> but oh, I love it. Yeah. Here we go. I appreciate it. So there are four of them and just kind of pretty brief, but these I thought were really interesting. So the first one is um, Kapule High School, which... Um, Oh, all of these are on Oahu, um, because that's where they are from. Mm -hmm. So when Lopaka visited Kapule High School one time, I think he goes around to a lot of schools and tells stories there. So Mm -hmm. he's visited most of these places. And also his ghost tours go to a lot of these. Mm -hmm. Um, Though he said they're no longer called tours, they're called experiences. (laughs) So get that straight. Get that straight. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So he visited Kapule High School and one of the teachers there pointed out to him where she had seen the night marchers pass through the school. Oh, my God. Yeah, we did an episode about night marchers way back when. Um, Same episode where we talked about Lopaka. But if you don't remember what they are, they are spirits of ancient Hawaiian warriors who are destined, I guess, to march the islands for eternity. And there are a lot more complexities to the stories of the night marchers. So if you want to hear that, Olivia did a good job on that. Aww, whatever thanks. episode that was, <laughs> season one yeah, season somewhere. One for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, when that teacher pointed out that the night marchers had been seen around the school. Lopaka asked her if she had heard of the plains of Kapea. And apparently those plains are the realm for restless and roaming spirits. Mm-hmm. And Kapule High School is built right on top of it. <laughs> uh, so, of course it is. Yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> of course. So he was not at all surprised that the night marchers had been seen around there. He didn't have any really specific stories about that, like of anyone from the student body experiencing anything, but still that teacher having seen the night marchers is enough for me. So yeah. And like lightweight, terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Yikes. Very, very spooky. Okay. So then the next one is Campbell High School, also in Oahu. Mm -hmm. And in this one, it's not uncommon for people to see shadowy figures in their classrooms and in the hallways, even in the middle of the day, which is odd. But the most frequently shared story of this place is that a young female spirit will appear, um, usually around sunset, so after school in the evenings. And in one particular instance, a security guard was locking up the doors of the school. 
when he caught a glimpse of her walking through the halls. So he called after her to say that he was locking the doors and you need to leave because it's after hours, but she was unresponsive and she just kept walking. And he would follow after her, but it was like he just could not catch up to her. <laughs> like he just kept walking. She just kept getting farther away. Um, and eventually she went around a corner. And when he got there, she was nowhere to be seen. So mm. Lopaka mentions that they think this spirit might be that of a student who attended Campbell High School in the early days. Um, who was having an affair with one of the school staff members. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, no. Yeah, she became pregnant. And, no, I don't yeah, like this. I know. <laughs> when she told the man that she was secretly seeing, he rejected her completely and told her that she was destroying his life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's the worst. And in the grief of that whole interaction, she ended her own life um, no. on, potentially on the school campus. I don't know that for sure. That's what he said. He doesn't know either. Um, mm. But either way, her spirit might remain in the school since that is a place that yeah. was very significant to her life. So, Well, and the trauma of that started, yes. you know spurred her to yeah. take action. So yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Including the affair, because I assume that that's where they would right. meet. So there's yeah. a lot of significance there for her. Whew. But yeah, that was Campbell High School. Now, the next one is Aia, Aia High School. Aia. And I'm so sorry for the pronunciation, but um, <laughs> Lopaka about this school, he shared that to his knowledge, it was built on the site of a battle between Kalanaki, wait, erase that, Kalani Kupule, <laughs> Kalani Kupule, yes. Wait, erase, <laughs> delete, control, alt, delete. If only you could actually do that in reality. <laughs> Wait, I didn't say that. Take it back. Undo, undo. <laughs> undo, undo, undo. Kalani Kupule. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so he was okay. king of Oahu in the late 1700s. And he had this battle with his uncle. The uncle lost the battle. And as an extra show of disrespect... Um, Kalani Kupule leaves the bones of his uncle and the other men who were lost in the fight out in the field, unburied and exposed, which Aye. is just like very disrespectful. The audacity. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And like to a family member? Come on, yeah, bro. It's pretty ruthless. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit much. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, left them out there. Um, and one of the stories from this high school actually comes from a homecoming football game, which American football, that is, mm -hmm. um, in which one of the players was like a big game. Everyone was excited, and he fumbled the ball. And no! af after the game, he told the team that the reason he fumbled is because he felt someone grab his ankle while he was running down the field. And come to find Whoa. out that there are many burials under that football field <laughs> oh so, no maybe 
somebody actually reaching up from the grave. That's scary. I know. (laughs) So it's very like hocus pocus Billy Butcherson. Oh, I know. I can totally picture that. (laughs) But interesting. Um, And another story from that school was from a former teacher who shared with Lopaka that in 1983, she was walking from the front office of the school to her classroom via a covered walkway. So not inside a school building, but an outdoor path um, with a structure over it. And kind of out of nowhere, this woman wearing traditional Hawaiian dress appeared by her side and started walking with her. And the teacher looked at her and was like, if you want to come into the school, you need to get a pass from the front office. And the woman had no reaction. So the teacher said it again, and she stopped walking to emphasize like, I'm not gonna let you into the school unless you have a pass. Um, So since she stopped walking, the woman just keeps on walking and she walks right through one of these large no. <laughs> concrete posts that's holding up the structure over the walkway. So she Ooh, was- that would really freak me out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if something happened that, if something like that happened to you, I think my initial instinct would be to throw up. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, I'm going to throw up. What like, else I is there to do? I would so disoriented. I'd be like, bleh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And if you're trying to share your story with people who don't believe in that, they'd be like, you're just crazy. Literally. (laughs) You you didn't see that. Well, that would be my first assumption too, that I am also crazy. Like I'd be like, oh no, I've lost. And I would only just (laughs) let Let it out. Let it out. But but, yeah, interestingly, they said that this teacher reported what she saw and they invited somebody to come bless the school. Oh. So, I mean, I think it must be a different feeling down there towards these things. Yeah. Um, well, and we kind of got that from like the Night Marchers and mm-hmm. th- that episode where we talked about a lot yeah. of the like island lore. Cause like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's just like a general, like culturally, spiritually, a different approach towards like the afterlife and the deceased and like honoring the spirits of the deceased in ways that like most indigenous cultures do way better than yes. like Anglo-Saxon Puritan mm-hmm. white people, white, white people. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is the truth. My friend yep. from Spain asked me the other day, he goes, what is white? And I was like, <laughs> what? And he was like, what is white? And I was like, like oh. the color? And he was like, no, when it's said like that, like white, I was like, it's oh. making fun of white people, like white culture. Like, okay, oh. got it. She's white. white. And yeah. he was like, oh, that's hilarious. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he also didn't know what the term cracker meant. Oh, He was like, mm-hmm. I thought it meant like you're white, like a saltine cracker. And I was like, no, honey. No. And now he uses it correctly way too much. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is like not, it's Dial not it on back. par with the N word, but like, yeah. don't say it because yeah. it's triggering to no. people. <laughs> and then he was yeah. like, what does ratchet mean? Like, like, <laughs> like outdated. And I was like, 
no, no. are you using it as outdated and he was like yeah like my grandparents house is like ratchet and I'm like don't <laughs> say that I was like actively don't say that I was like oh my god it's like calling something like hood or ghetto like that's yeah. not okay <laughs> no and he's like a very white Spanish guy so yeah. I'm like oh my god well, please <laughs> yeah maybe not gonna get away with that and he was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, good to know. Good to yep. know. Yeah, keep the questions coming, babe. Like, this is a safe yeah. space. Uh-huh. Those are good things to know. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely good things to know. Uh, mm. Is Chugi still a thing? I think so. Okay. Are Maybe. we Chugi for not knowing if Chugi is still a thing? Probably. Probably. <laughs> My Probably. grandparents' house is Chugi. Not so chuggy. Ratchet. <laughs> not ratchet. Definitely not. I at first and with his accent, I thought he was saying wretched, and I was oh. like, "It's wretched." Like, are they okay? Like, get cleaners in there. Maybe to see a doctor. He's like, "No, no, no, ratchet." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> don't say that." Wretched. That's funny wretched. too. <laughs> it, it would be so much worse, honestly, if it were wretched. Oh, I love Jesus. that. It's so funny. God These damn. are the things we learn. I know. Well, and the things we take for granted too, like knowing all the vernacular. I'm like, oh right. yeah, we know. And he's yeah. like, oh my god, what is white? <laughs> I'm like, you, you and I, we are white. White. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh god man, damn. there's so okay, much. Sorry, we don't I really, know. I really, I really derailed you on that. No, I enjoyed it. That was a good go. um, diversion. Okay, let me see. So this is the final one that I have, and it is King Intermediate School, still on Oahu. And Lopaka, this is like a big statement to make without much explanation. He just said Mm -hmm. this school was built on an opening, quote unquote, to some Um. other part of the Hawaiian universe. (laughs) <laughs> so like hellmouth like what i don't know i mean yeah that's some buffy the vampire slayer shit right there <laughs> yep and it sounds like he doesn't know really either but he just used the term opening and i guess we can just like a portal make up, maybe yeah, yeah make an interpretation of that but um yeah one time lopaka was invited to the school to tell ghost stories to the students and being in tune with the spirits, he said that he could tell right away how full this school is with non-living presences as well. So he described how he went into the auditorium full of staff and students, but it just felt like overwhelmingly full because he was also feeling the presence of spirits there. So that's just interesting um, to walk into a room and have to feel that. But Um, He shared his stories that day, went home, and for days afterwards, he would get calls in the middle of the night coming from a number at King Intermediate at the school. (gasps) But he would answer, and no one was there. And he shared this with an administrator at the school. And she was like, okay, close the door. Like, I, I have to tell you that the same thing happened to me when I first started working here and that the number the calls come from is in the custodian's office. So they know where it's originating. And she said that at the time she started at the school, the custodian had recently passed away. So maybe 
it's him still placing calls from his office or maybe it's someone else, but that creeps me out. (laughs) But it's like, it's almost like whoever, whatever is like placing those calls or find like trying to put out a like feeler for like communication or connection Uh or something like knows who's going to be receptive almost. Yes. Yeah. Because obviously it has to like know who it's contacting. Right. Whoa, that's bizarre. Yeah, very bizarre. And he talked about how they asked him if he would be able to bless the school. Yeah. Um, Just not necessarily because anything really bad was happening there, but just, you know, to have a good relationship between Mm -hmm. the people there and the spirits there. And he talked about how they wouldn't be able to do it with just one blessing. Like there's too much going on there and it's going to be an ongoing process of communication between the living and the non-living, which is just so fascinating to me to think about. Like I am, I feel like I'm in touch with spirits or at least with my Mm -hmm. spooky side anyway, (laughs) but to be able to have a, be a bridge between Mm -hmm. that, is so amazing to me. So I don't know though, Aim. Like I think I feel like some of that is also just like I feel like you have been in a way. I don't know. I I just think like it's not you're not the only party. You know what I mean? So it's like if you are connected with like we've talked about the haunting in your room, like your mm-hmm. childhood room, yeah. and like the fact that that sp- entity we'll call it mm-hmm. clearly wanted to make its presence known to mm-hmm. you yeah i don't necessarily think one i don't necessarily think it would have made its presence known to just anyone or could have i think it's mm-hmm. the fact that you're open to those things and two i think it depends on what you're trying to get out of it like if you're trying to be like of anyone i know i feel like you could do that like if you were <laughs> if you encountered the right spirit or entity I feel like you would be able to be that bridge but it takes two to tango you know what I mean like they have to want to communicate something specific for it to come through and I feel like it's almost a matter of like it's like dating like it's not just (laughs) like connecting with the right person but it's like the right time and in the Mm -hmm. right place and all of those things I feel like it's kind of that and there are some people who can sort of force those things into alignment but like until you've had it happen coincidentally once how are you supposed to figure out how to do that yeah that is true a lot of it's chance Mm -hmm. yeah that's true but I just picture I mean I don't know this about Lopaka so I'm picturing like Tyler Henry or whatever (laughs) that medium is named the scribbling the scribbling medium and how it's just like clicks anytime mm-hmm. he has a client or whatever so yeah maybe that's just like way beyond what we're talking about yeah. here and but, it's practice too I mean, yeah it's like knowing how to tap into like like I've been following this guy on Instagram actually let me see if I can find him because he's like I really really like him like he's so he's like um a meditation guy but he's so um what's the word like um <laughs> what's the word for like being uh not sacrilegious but like it's like that like um 
irreverent. He's so oh. irreverent about <laughs> everything. Like he's just this guy who's like, do you need to clear out some bad fucking energy? Like let's fucking meditate. <laughs> and then he'll be like, like close your eyes, take a deep breath, breathe in like all the like positive, peaceful, loving energy and exhale, like fuck you to all those fuckers. Like he's just he's so funny. Mm-hmm. But he had this meditation the other day that I just happened to scroll across and I happened to be laying down. And so he was like, I was just like, okay, like I put my head down and like listened to it while he was doing it. And it was about like sending love, like a huge outpouring of love mm-hmm. towards you through his meditation, like through the funnel. Yeah. And it was like, he was like, you're going to feel this like massive wave of love and 10, nine, eight, like counted down. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was I literally thinking to myself, like, I'm not going to feel anything. <laughs> I'm like trying to feel something. I'm mm-hmm. not going to feel anything. And I felt like my entire body was like electrified for a few moments. Oh, wow. It's yeah. like, that's just crazy. But it's also <laughs> Oh, and it's who cares yeah. if it's mind over matter? Of course, it's mind over matter. It's some guy on my tiny little like three by five inch phone yeah. screen. You know? Yeah, like of course mm-hmm. it's mind over matter, but that's the point. It's all like energetic. So yeah. I don't know. I I just find it to be very interesting. Yes, I agree. That's pretty cool that you could feel something. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I see a lot of those. Um, like don't skip this sound or whatever yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. but I usually Stop skip swallowing. the sound <laughs> okay, bye. yeah so maybe I need to actually try see what they're yeah. talking about <laughs> I mean I appreciate those little things because they slow me down like mm-hmm. instead of just me like mindlessly scrolling yeah, yeah one mm-hmm. thing after another which I think is like destroying my attention span <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can feel it I can feel it I can in my day to day Literally, like fi- like losing words, like irreverent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my – actually, my, the same Spanish friend I was talking about earlier, he was he sent me an article yesterday that was talking about how being bored actually is, like, really good for your brain. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, that's dumb. And then I clicked it and read it. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. actually makes so much sense. It's like – what we do when we're bored, like we're in a time in human history where like when you're bored, you just do something. Like even if it's yeah. a hobby, but you're never alone with your thoughts mm-hmm. and it it's reducing creativity. It's reducing productivity. It's reducing mm-hmm. like all those like new neural pathways that are formed when you're just like sitting thinking and like kind of bored, like staring out the window at nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. actually so good for your brain yeah and we were both like we're so bad at that <laughs> and he's like I yeah. need to block off like an hour in the afternoon to do it and I was like but I know myself and I just won't yeah. so yeah here we are <laughs> yeah slowly declining oh, it's all downhill from here <laughs> yeah I guess start with small things because I find myself like at nighttime I usually read on my kindle before I go to sleep but I want to read my Kindle like while I'm brushing my teeth and washing my face. It's like, you don't need to read at this time. No, you don't need to do multiple things at once. Yeah. Take those five minutes and just like not, just don't look at anything. Yeah. (laughs) But it's it's like, yeah, for me, it's it's that and it's music. 
Like it's mm-hmm. like the second I wake up music. Yeah. Like I'll be brushing my teeth and I'm like, why am I standing here in silence? It's like, yeah. why not? Why not stand here in silence? Like yeah. that's your natural state. Right. I do love music a lot, but still it's like sometimes I'm like, okay. So today yeah. I actually, cause usually on my commute, I listen to music and I read. And so today mm-hmm. I like went to put my headphones in and I was like, no, no, you don't need <laughs> sound and lyrics in your ear while you're reading a physical book like that's so stupid (laughs) yeah so I was like no and it was much more enjoyable I was like this is actually kind of nice I can hear what's happening around me so yeah I don't know yeah that is interesting anyway total like non-speaking but uh (laughs) well yeah it's fun I was just gonna say the other thing it feels so much easier to sit in silence with somebody around. Yeah. Which maybe bring it's really it hard into, to do alone. Yeah. Bring it into like a spooky, not spooky, yeah. but energetic thing. Yeah. It's easier well, and it to can do be it. Spooky. Yeah. But you're just, it's easier when you have another presence with you. Even though you're not saying anything, you can still yeah. sense that someone's yeah. there. So totally. Well, it's like that girl on TikTok that does the like chatting thing where she's from the (laughs) chat. I keep, I'm coming off across her constant, her, wow, I'm coming across her content so much more these days. Mm -hmm. And it's just hilarious. Like it's, it's seemingly like, like, I'm not sure how you can dispute that there's something there. Yeah. It's so consistent. And it's like she asks a question and he answers. Like it's so weird. And he doesn't answer in the same way every time. Like it's – I don't know. It's so weird. I was thinking about that yesterday too, like having Binks in my house. Like I've tried before. My goal is to be able to like energetically influence him. And I know that sounds (laughs) insane. No. But I do this sometimes where I'm – if I lay – if anyone lays down, it's not just me. If anyone lays down like on their back, he will come and sit on your chest and like put mm-hmm. his head down like on your collarbone. Oh, so so sometimes like it's so sweet. So sometimes when I'm like taking a nap or like laying in bed and I keep my door open, like he'll come in and he'll get on my chest. And I'll usually try and like do like a meditative thing where like, I don't put my hands on him and I just am breathing, but I'm thinking about like heart opening and like pushing energy and like love and like mm-hmm. calming vibes to him. And sometimes I'll do that kind of like countdown thing in my head to see if he like reacts oh, yeah. in the moment that I do mm-hmm. like a big push of it. Yeah. I haven't had a response yet, but I'm going to keep you guys posted because I'm yeah. pretty determined to believe that he's my familiars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. He probably so I'm going to I mean, okay. why not, you know? Yes. Keep us posted. I will keep you posted. <laughs> um, okay. Should we take this show international? Yes. Let's. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I am covering some of the many international haunted schools um outside of the US and I figured I would start in my little home of Toronto with the University of Toronto so this Mm. this article was actually written by the University of Toronto magazine staff um, and there are actually six different spots on the campus that are thought to be haunted so particularly haunted campus yes um so University College which is one 
part of the campus. Legend has it that two of the stonemasons that worked on the construction of University College, Ivan Reznikov and Paul Diablos, got into a murderous fight over a woman, which ended with Diablos stabbing Reznikov and then hiding his body somewhere on site. (laughs) Wow. Two years later, much of University College burned in the Great Fire, but workers digging through the rubble discovered something strange. Inside a ventilation inside a ventilation shaft, a skeleton wearing a belt with a buckle stamped with the stonemason's emblem. It said the wow. ghost of Reznikov still roams the UC Quad at night. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the next one is Heart House. Uh, working late one winter night, Hart House theater manager Paul Templin decided to sleep in his office and asked the security guards not to wake him. Sometime during the night, the door swung open and hit his cot. The door was glass paned so he could see there was someone standing behind it, and the room was quickly filling with smoke, the result of an electrical fire. So Templin quickly left and gathered with Hart House's overnight staff on the sidewalk outside. He asked if anyone had been to his office, and no one had. So Templin credits the ghostly apparition for saving his life. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> I love stories like that. Yeah. Okay, this one's darker. You're not okay. going to love this one. Um, <laughs> this is Christie Mansion, um, the large house at the north northeast corner. Also, I'm sorry if I'm like extra stumbling <laughs> over my words today. I have permanent retainers in. I just got them in this <laughs> afternoon, so I'm kind of listening. Um, I'm struggling to talk around them. Um <laughs> The large house at the northeast corner of Wellesley Street and Queens Park Circle that belongs to Regis College is said to have been home to a man who trapped a woman in a windowless room there. It was said that he was she was actually I read in another article that she was actually like his lover who he mm-hmm. then trapped there, I think because she was trying to leave him. Mm-hmm. So eventually she went mad from the solitude and hanged herself. Mm-hmm. And Decades later, rumors persist that a woman entering the room alone late at night will find that the door suddenly swings shut behind her and refuses to open. Great. (laughs) What a nightmare. Yeah. To escape, she must pound on the heavy door until her rescuer is able to easily open it from the other side. (sighs) Very damsel and distressy, which I don't love, but kind of makes sense based Mm -hmm. on The the woman's experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Massey College is the next stop. Um, For the 18 years he was master at Massey College, Robertson Davies captivated the crowd at the annual Christmas party with spectral stories of his own invention. He sometimes told his fellow faculty members that given his druthers, he'd haunt the college himself one day. Davies may have gotten his wish. Students past and present whisper of inexplicable phenomena within Massey's walls that began the day that Davies did or didn't leave us. Wraith-like <laughs> figures that disappear into thin air, objects that mysteriously move or show up in unlikely locations, and thuds and crashes coming from empty rooms. Hmm. Interesting. Weird. Two yeah. more. The Wahlberg Building. As a first-year engineering student, Leo Comital was working with a peer on an electronics assignment in an old lab in the Wahlberg building. They were stumped when they noticed a man standing nearby they didn't recognize. He asked us what was wrong, and we told him we didn't know. We had built the circuit exactly as described, but it was not behaving as expected, says Comital. The mysterious man told the students to double-check their wires, and when they did, they found one was broken. They replaced it and completed the assignment. When they turned to thank the man, he was no longer there. 
No one else could remember seeing anyone who matched his description, and neither of us saw this man again during our time at the university. So it's kind of all. It's a little like mystery. a little spooky, uh-huh. like more mystery than like scary, yeah. but yeah. You know, kind of kind of fun. Wow. And the last one on the UT campus is Laidlaw Library. In the 1980s, students held a regular pub night on Saturdays in the basement of Laidlaw Library. One evening at about 1.30, or sorry, 1.30 a.m., the overnight watchman Barry Breen noticed that the library was in complete darkness. The pub had ended. At 4 a.m., he looked up from a book and was alarmed to see that all three floors of the library were lit up. He called U of T police and advised them that a break-in was in progress. Two officers arrived within minutes and searched the library for half an hour. Neither of the library's two entrances showed any signs of force entry. Breen wondered if the librarian had set the light timer incorrectly. The officers agreed that it was a plausible theory, except that the library was not equipped with a light timer. Oh. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah. It would be a good theory if it existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I found a couple more in Toronto, but these are not university stories. These are like elementary to middle school. Okay. Um, so there are three of them. So one is at Kenry House. Kenry Halsey? Kenry Halsey. Oh. At Henry Kelsey Senior Public School in Scarborough, which is near to Toronto, um, quite often in the morning after I have opened the school before any staff arrive, the door in the hallway beside the caretaker's office opens, but nobody is there. We joking, we jokingly refer to this as the ghost of Henry Kelsey. This is literally mm-hmm. written by like the dean of the schools. So these oh. are like quick little like one-liners from these yeah. schools. Wow, cool. So that's Henry Kelsey. Taps turned on and off, lights flickering, and the smell of an old-fashioned perfume detected by caretakers working the weekend shifts at Danforth Collegiate and Technical Institute. All the caretakers will tell you they've smelled the same perfume in the same area of the school, says one, which is not like any cleaner or chemical they use. So they all smell this like weird old-timey perfume. Maybe they just have like a really old teacher there, but apparently not. (laughs) No. Western Tech is also also said to be haunted. The elevator would go up and down for no reason when mm. you were in school by yourself. And when you walk down halls at night, doors would shake like someone was inside. Oh, God. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, it was like many, many episodes ago that I actually had a story about that, about the door shaking like someone was trying yeah. to open it. I do remember which, that. Like, Mercy High School in Burlington yeah. that scared the shit out of me. Yikes. Yeah. So not sure and what that's about. In my creepy building, the elevator was always opening and closing for no reason, especially at nighttime. So have you heard about the like elevator game? Yes. Yeah, I think I talked about that a little bit with the Alyssa Lamb stuff. The devil thing? Like that the devil Mm -hmm. opens it and if you enter, it's like agreeing to play the game with him. Yes, yeah. (laughs) they used to happen actually at my austin apartment and my next door neighbor was like these elevators just like open for you sometimes and like you don't hit the button you're not even trying to get in the elevator yeah she's like don't get in i was like okay (laughs) that's good to know just take the stairs so funny safer anyway so this one's like a little bit funny like 
not really because like it traumatized some kids, but like oh, it's God. a little bit funny. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is, we're taking you to South Africa to an elementary school there. Mm-hmm. This is the headline from Pop Crush. Quote, Granny goes to attacks, slaps students at South African <laughs> school. Oh, man. So elementary school students attending Pakamasani Primary School in South Africa were left shaken after allegedly being physically attacked by an aggressive apparition resembling a, quote, short granny-like figure with dreadlocks, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> bizarre incident forced school officials to cancel classes for the day, alerting parents and ultimately social media where the strange account has gone viral. According to another publication called coast to coast, the grandmother like ghost was only visible to the students that it supposedly proceeded to slap. The students were eventually <laughs> able to keep the alleged spirit at bay by throwing salt, but fear and terror lingered after the traumatic event. Some of course believe that the incident was just a clever prank that the students crafted to skip class but school officials insistently reported that their utter hysteria couldn't have possibly been fabricated so these kids were like really freaked out <laughs> quote it seems like the kids saw an old lady in one of the classrooms and either this old lady chased them or she just disappeared end quote david swart mayor of the community said in a statement to the press there's a bit of uncertainty as to what this woman was doing dot 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 if she existed and so they're busy looking into that swart continued for now i don't know if they're going to continue to school swart added it seems like a lot of parents have come to fetch their children while some other children are still there the school plans to hold a prayer session in hopes of blocking the sinister spirit from making a return. Wow. So spooky. no, no follow-ups on that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of creepy. And this was this year, this was April of 2022. Oh, wow. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, that, yeah, okay. that is funny, but so not funny that they're traumatized. Not, no, not funny <laughs> that they're traumatized. Okay. So now I'm taking you to Korea. So this is the mm. Korea times. And this is a collection of different hauntings. So the article was basically like a roundup of like the most told and retold stories of school hauntings, because apparently there came to be kind of like a wave of them in the 1990s in particular. But some of these have like legitimate origins. So I'm going to read them all and you'll kind of be able to tell, I think, which ones are seemingly legit and which ones are like, maybe, maybe not. So in 1991, um, uh, late one night, a high school in, this is a high school in central Seoul. So it doesn't say what high school, um, the high school's elderly security guard slowly walked down a dark hallway, checking the doors and classrooms to make sure they were closed and empty. As he made his rounds, he suddenly heard a girl's voice. It wasn't clear whether she was calling to him or merely singing to herself. He only heard her voice for a few seconds, but it was clear that she did not belong in the building. Even though the school was closed, students sometimes snuck back in and studied alone in the school's solitude, away from their crowded and noisy homes. The guard went from room to room and finally found the source, a pretty girl studying alone at her desk with only a candle providing her light. When he called out to her, she looked up and as if recognizing him, smiled and then disappeared. She was there one second and then gone the next. Mm -hmm. And it was not the first time she had disappeared. The man recognized her as a student who had gone missing the previous year and after this interaction was determined to find her. He looked around the classroom, could find no trace of her. He went to the police station and despite their reluctance and skepticism, convinced the police to go and search for the girl who was hiding somewhere in the school. So this guy was just like, 
I must have imagined that she disappeared. She ran off or whatever. It was dark. They found her in the school building's attic, but she wasn't <laughs> hiding. Her badly decomposing body was found sitting next to a book. Prior to her initial disappearance, the girl who had been adopted and may have been abused often came to the attic to read books, preferring its empty solitude to her home filled with turmoil and hardship. Wow. Which is very sad. Mm -hmm. Judging from the decomposed state of the body, she had obviously been dead for quite some time. How she came to die is unknown, perhaps from natural causes or from the alleged abuse she received at home, or maybe she ended her own life. Although it is not stated, one can assume that once the body was recovered and properly buried, her ghost ceased to haunt the school. Wow. So. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. This one comes from an undisclosed high school. So Mm -hmm. somewhere in... Korea. Yeah. A security guard on his first night of duty um, at this high school was making his rounds at 10 p.m. when he noticed a light coming from one of the classrooms. When he opened the door, he found a male student studying diligently at his desk. The boy seemed somewhat surprised at the security guard's sudden entrance and explained that he had been so engrossed in his studies that he was unaware of how late it was. The security guard assured him that he understood and offered to walk him to the gate. As they walked, the security guard tried to engage the student in conversation, but the boy was sullenly quiet and would only give his name. The next day, the security guard remarked to the classroom's teacher that he had found one of his students in the classroom studying after hours. The teacher was very surprised and also impressed. (laughs) (laughs) He He asked for the boy's name so that he could praise him. The guard told him the name, but the teacher incredulously insisted the guard was mistaken. The security guard insisted there's no mistake. The teacher gave him a strange look and stated that that was impossible as the boy had committed suicide at the school a month earlier. The security guard convinced he had seen a ghost quit and never returned. Well, these poor security guards and like night. Literally. I know (laughs) they should put that as a stipulation of the job. Like you literally see a ghost. (laughs) Right. Are signing the waiver. Literally, you might see a ghost. Don't quit, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are both allegedly based in Seoul, although the second high school was, you know, not it's not noted exactly what high school it is. So yeah. this takes us to Jeonju in North Jola province, um, an old elementary school that was said to be haunted by spirits of women generally Mm -hmm. some women, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, in the late seventies and early nineties. So according to, um, what's been told and retold by students and also adults. So it's not just like the kids gossiping. It's like the teachers, the parents, Mm -hmm. the school, this school had actually been built on an old cemetery that had not been properly cleared of its former inhabitant. Mm -hmm. Um, Over the years, students claimed to hear voices in the empty halls and no one wanted to be alone in the classrooms. Apparently, things climaxed when, you guessed it, a new security guard was hired. Um, And then they put in parentheses, judging from these tales, these guys deserve better wages. Yes. Um, On his first night, the guard, equipped with an old lantern, was required to go from building to building and check all the doors and windows to ensure they were properly locked. At around 2 a.m., while walking down one of the wooden halls, he heard footsteps echoing that did not seem to be his own. He stopped and fearfully expected to hear the footsteps continued, but they didn't. Instead, he heard the faint sounds of a woman sobbing and muttering. 
It only lasted for, lasted for a few seconds and he assumed he was just imagining things. So trying to reassure, reassure himself, he resolved to finish his rounds. But as soon as he took a step, he again heard the sound of footsteps and then a woman's muttering and sobbing. Determined to find the source, he went in the direction of the sound. Why? Why? <laughs> this part of the movie, idea. I'd be yep. like, Lee, no. get out. What are you doing? <laughs> uh-huh. He went in the direction of the sound, but it always seemed to elude him as if it were mocking him. Throughout the night in that one hallway, he continued to hear footsteps crying and muttering. The next day, when the teachers and other staff arrived, he informed them of what he had experienced. Despite having heard the rumors, they insisted his mind was playing tricks on him, yet apparently none of them were willing to remain in their classrooms after sunset. Hmm. The guard lasted only about a week before he quit. He explained that each night the footsteps got closer and closer and the woman's muttering became louder and louder and he was convinced that he did not want to know the source. (laughs) Teachers have also had some ghostly encounters at the school, but they seem to be more in the minority, according Hmm. to this source. Wow. Um, In 1993, um, one young man recalled that he, when he was a middle middle school student, his school was located in the countryside and quite isolated. So we're in another part of Korea now. Okay. One night, he forgot his homework in his classroom and had to return for it. His nervousness was greatly alleviated when he saw light coming from his classroom's windows. When you, I guess, nervous just going into the school at night. Yeah. Um, when he opened the door, he was surprised to see a strange girl studying at one of the desks. He did not know who she was, and she paid him no attention. But the girl gave him the creeps, so he quickly retrieved his homework and left the room, closing the door behind him. He walked briskly down the hall, but before he had gone very far, he had the feeling that someone was following him, and it felt like someone dark or malevolent. He turned around, and there was the girl, staring blankly at him. His eyes were drawn to hers, and when he willed himself to look away from them, she he noticed that the girl had no legs. She was oh, floating. That's always creepy. Yeah. The blackness of terror overwhelmed him and he fainted. Several hours later, he awoke to someone shaking him. It was the security guard. (laughs) They're the stars of the show. Literally. The security guard patiently listened to the student's story and then gently urged him to go home. The student was convinced he had seen a ghost and avoided the school at night. In 1994, a young man recalled that when he was in the sixth grade, his class stayed overnight at their school during summer vacation. They all decided to play hide and seek in the halls and classrooms. He recalled making his way to the darkest part of the school where he would hide and try to scare his friends. Bad start. Mm-hmm. As he walked, because Karma's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> As he walked down the hall, he suddenly felt as if someone was watching him from a dark, recessed area. When he turned and looked, he saw the black silhouette of a boy with glowing red eyes staring at oh. him. It was clearly not one of his classmates. So startled, he ran away. But after a couple steps, he felt a bit foolish and turned back around to confront the boy, only to find no one there. He fled from the hallway and rejoined his friends. He apparently never told them about his encounter, even though he believed he had seen a ghost. Wow. That is spooky, too. Red eyes. Yeah, I would not like that. Mm -mm. So now we're migrating over to Malaysia. So there are a couple here. So Penang Free School is what it's called. It was originally opened specifically for poor and orphaned children so that they could attend for an education, to be fed, for clothing, etc. So it was like very benevolent 
origins. Um, but like almost immediately after its opening, it seemed to be kind of occupied by something darker. There were constantly reports of flickering lights, which, you know, like weird electrical systems, whatever. Yeah. Rustling sounds following people at night, specifically creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the theory is that one of the most like prominent hauntings here is the ghosts of victims of the Japanese occupation. Mm-hmm. So people can hear women screaming oh, all God. over the campus. It's not just mm-hmm. like one particular area. Like it's like all over campus people can oh, hear it. Yeah. And this school um, was likely well, no, known to be occupied by the Japanese and women were said to be like kept there and probably like brutally mistreated yeah. by Japanese soldiers. So that's Penang Free School. Okay. There's Chunling High School, also in Malaysia, which was converted into a military hospital by the English <laughs> prior to the Japanese takeover. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it became a makeshift prison where a Ooh. bunch of people were like prisoners of war and killed. It was just like a okay. bad combo, like yeah. hospital, prison. Mm-hmm. Now it's a high school. It's called yeah. high school. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. There are all sorts of like the standard things, flickering lights, doors opening and closing. But one of the most persistent things and that like really creeps people out is dogs coming and barking at like seemingly nothing. Hmm. Yeah. And we know they're seeing something. Yeah. All hours of the day. Like no reason seemingly creepy as shit. Hmm. Um, Okay. We're going to bop back to Canada really quick and then we're going to go to Europe. Cool. So this is in Edmonton, Alberta, um, McKay Avenue School. Um, it's actually the oldest brick building in Alberta, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Um, it, yeah, it operated as a school from 1905 to 1983 and is now the public school archive and museum for all of the province of Alberta, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's a custodian who's living, um, who's kept a log of all the weird things that have happened there. Because there's always been all this weird shit that's happened there. So again, doors opening and closing, <laughs> closing, desks getting moved around, water taps being turned on and off. The weirdest one though is books and papers in the locked archive room getting like strewn across the floor. <laughs> yeah. Like in cabinets and stuff. Like the mm-hmm. door is locked building is locked it's really weird yeah so one time so you know he'd go in and clean everything up and then the same shit would happen the next night so he was like okay i'm gonna bring a ouija board in in hopes of like getting to the bottom of this brave already soul. a bad idea yeah and, yeah brave man brave or dumb maybe yeah <laughs> um i guess those things aren't mutually exclusive i was gonna say sometimes um, they go hand in hand Exactly. So he discovered the spirit of a construction worker who supposedly fell from the fire escape in 1912. Now, there isn't any record of that death, but what's weird is that employees still find papers everywhere. But the other thing is they hear construction sounds, like hammers on the walls and on the rooftops. Interesting. So very weird. And, you know, you think 1912, like maybe that wouldn't have been something we could access for some reason if the record mm-hmm. didn't survive yeah. or whatever. True. So. Wow. Um, okay. I only have a few more. A couple in Germany, one in the UK, and then that's that on that. Okay. I um, wish it was this easy to travel the world. I know, right? <laughs> Do it all the time. Um, exactly. So this is Heidelberg University in Germany. 
It's a very prestigious German university and is actually the oldest university in Germany. It was opened in 1386. <laughs> so old. <laughs> so old. Um, so it existed, of course, long before um, the Nazi occupation. Um, but... From 1934 to 1945, there were a lot of students and professors who were shipped off to concentration camps. Mm -hmm. So people will come into the university even still to see chalkboards like frantically erased by someone, Mm -hmm. like things that the professor had left up there. Yeah. um, And or like writing that made no sense, like on the desks. Whoa. Weird. Like, yeah, like kind of like vandalism almost. Mm-hmm. So they got really specific about like locking everything up and it still happens. Wow. Um, Bizarre. The Nazis who occupied the university during those years also used the medical wing of the university to perform sterilization on women. Mm-hmm. And so it's very common to hear women's screams oh, in the God. hallways, which mm-hmm. is just like so horrifying. Yeah. And then people constantly get a whiff of something, like smelling something burning Mm -hmm. when they go through this specific courtyard that was apparently where Nazis did like book burnings, like big book burnings, like Jewish works and works from other cultures and stuff. Yeah. Crazy. So that one's kind of like wild historically. Um, Bitburg Middle School, also in Germany, um, is located on the site of a former Air Force base, which the base was possibly built on a Nazi questioning headquarters, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. The school opened in 1956. So it was an Air Force base, like, it was like Nazi questioning facility turned Air Force base turned school. Lights flickering, windows opening and closing, but disembodied screams like mm. echo through the whole building. As you can imagine, oh. I'm sure the Nazis were not kind to their prisoners of war. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not that, I mean, the U.S. isn't either, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, yikes. Not, not, not great people. Um, mm-hmm. Their prisoners of war were likely very innocent. So yes, that part's that is true. problematic. Yeah. Um, Oxford University. United Kingdom is my last one. This school opened in 1096. <laughs> I just can't even fathom that. No. So like, long ago. We'll possibly be alive for mm-hmm. 1,000 years after that. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, we'll be old as shit if we survive that long. But (laughs) still, like, it's possible. Yeah, it is. Would we be like... It's crazy. We'd be 103. Yeah. Yeah. It's very possible. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's crazy. So there's some famous people thought to haunt this campus. Mm -hmm. Um, King Charles I, his ghost (laughs) allegedly roams Christ's College. Um, he was decapitated, uh, so he's sometimes seen without his head, which would be extremely alarming. Yeah. Um, gets worse. He okay. had a buddy, William Lode, who was also decapitated around the same cool. time in 1645. He's seen walking around St. John's College kicking his head, <laughs> kicking it along with him, like just dribbling. Oh, yeah. What else Plans can you footy. do? 
What else can what you the do? Fuck? Like my my <laughs> brew. Pull out. Best friends who lose their heads together stay together. I guess. Stay together and like kick them around to terrorize yeah. kids. <laughs> Jesus. Um, to terrorize co-eds. Yeah. Um, co-eds. it's like a like a porno opening. <laughs> <laughs> Different kinds of heads. Yeah. That was good. Oh, thank you. Um, and then the last uh, section of campus is like more of a direct, direct story, not just generally things people see. St. Mary's Hall. So there's a student. Uh, his last name's Colehurst. We don't have his first name. Mm-hmm. He was really freaked out by some strange noises late at night in St. Mary's Hall, and so he told his friend Ackerley, who was you know not scared and was interested, so he investigated. His friend left. He was like, F that. I'm Awkwardly <laughs> goes and stands alone in the stairwell and he's standing there waiting. And then he can suddenly hear what sounds like a walking stick being like dragged along the wall and then slammed down oh, and God. then dragged along the wall and slammed down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, it's getting closer and closer. And he's like, that's creepy as shit. So yes. he leaves. Mm-hmm. But there's no one coming. Like he's like yeah. looking. He's like, what the hell? It's getting louder, yeah. but there's no one around. Mm-hmm. So the next night, he drags Colehurst back. They return to bed together with swords. (laughs) (laughs) What's the time period on this? Uh, This is like relatively recent. (laughs) Not that long. And that's your choice to bring a sword. Like fuck it, bring a sword. (laughs) Um, Both immediately saw something like falling to the ground, followed by like quick footsteps, like moving towards them on the stairs, Mm. as they were like. Hell no. Yeah. And so the theory is that it was actually William King, who's the former principal who had a walking oh. stick. And obviously it would not stand for students bringing fucking swords onto the no. campus. <laughs> so honestly, I'm on his side. Like, yeah. I'm with you, William. Leave you your swords have at every home. right. Yeah. yeah. Leave your fucking weapons at home, please, <laughs> boys. Gentlemen, leave your Gentlemen. weapons at home. <laughs> So yeah, that brings us on our tour around the world. We covered a lot of ground today. We did. We really did. Those are some good ones. I love it too. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much for joining. We're like nearing the end of our spooky summer programming. So (gasps) buckle up for some folly, spooky, seasonal Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. We've got a couple more that are like pseudo summer, pseudo fall. We're trying to bridge the gap, you know? Yeah. So um, we will see you guys next week. Um, stay spooky. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Girls Gone Spooky. If you have any spooky stories to share, um, mm-hmm. please send them our way to girlsgonespooky at gmail.com. Also, if we stick to our original Halloween plan where we're reading just scary yeah. stories, which mm-hmm. may or may not be true. Yeah. Um, if you have any favorites, send them our way. You can DM them to us or email us, whatever. Yeah. Um, we would love to get them. Sure. And yeah, stay spooky, friends. We'll see you next week. Yay. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.